Okay, welcome back to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you and ends with you, and I love this topic. So we are on part three of seven um, with that question, should I stay or should I go? If you haven't listened to the first two um, parts, part one and part two of this series, I urge you to go back and start from the beginning. Um, because, you know, obviously one part leads into the next and we are on part three. And today is super exciting. Every day is exciting here at Relationship Rescue. Um, but I love this. I love presenting this question to people that are ambivalent, that are in relationship ambivalence. Why? Because it almost seems that, you know, when I ask this question, Everyone, there isn't one person that is like, Heather, you're crazy. <laughs> and I say, no, I'm not. You know, so, you know, if, if you, okay, I did a whole episode, I think it's like in the first 15 episodes, um, on um, it's called Solvable Pro- Problems and Perpetual Problems. Um, you can go back and find that in my uh, um, in my past episodes, but this is kind of a based on a perpetual problem, and a perpetual problem is a problem that is emotion attached to it that doesn't go away, right? It's a perpetual problem, and most divorces happen because of perpetual problems. You know, a solvable problem doesn't have emotion tied to it. It's solvable. Your husband leaves the toilet seat up. You say, can you please shut it, right? Hopefully, or, or close, put it down. Hopefully he does it. But any type of a solvable problem has no, you know, emotion attached to it. Hey, the lawn, the lawn is long. Somebody needs to mow the grass. Okay, that's solvable. A perpetual problem has emotion attached, and it's not really solvable. So once I've asked, you know, the, the question that I proposed in part two, And I um, feel that, you know, we've come to the conclusion that there is something to save here. It's fixable and it's worth it. I go into, you know, this question and um, sometimes I go to another one first, but usually I, this is my second question I will ask, right? So, you know, people always talk about, what do we talk about? Everybody that comes to me, it's about changing their partner, changing someone else. But guess what? You can only change yourself, right? That's it. You can't force someone to change. It's impossible. Again, let me say it is like for probably the thousandth time you've heard me say it. Change happens when it's harder to say the same than change itself. And for some people, they will get divorced before they change. And and they might not ever change, right? So, so you can't change anybody. They have to want to change. So what you it's it's what the reality is is that are you going to be able to accept whatever it is that you don't like? Now, obviously, if this is physical abuse or something like that, no. So let me give you an example. So the question is the problem, you know, this problem that you you know you have with your partner that makes you want to leave. Have you tried to just let it go, ignore it, stop letting, you know, it bother you? And were you successful? So 
I get one of two answers. No, I haven't tried that. Okay. And you know, we, and I, I go through it with them and we talk about it and we go through it and we then talk about it with their, <coughs> excuse me, their partner. Or I get, um, yes, but I'm not, I, I can't, I can't let it go. And then guess what? I still then <laughs> talk about it <laughs> and try them to get them to see that it might be something that, okay, if they're not willing to let it go, you know, yes, of course, we then depending upon the answer to this, I move on to another question. But this is one of my big ones because a lot of these problems, remember, they're perpetual. There's emotion attached. You can't change it. So, you know, I had a client that, um, you know, when he married his wife, he assumed, and here's another thing, by the way, for all you people out there that are getting married, don't assume anything. Never assume. Before you get married and you say, I do, know who you're marrying. Know the family you're marrying. Because you remember, it's going to eventually be the Smith family of origin against the Johnson family of origin. And all hell is going to break loose if we don't understand each other and where we come from. Okay? So don't assume. But most people do assume. And he assumed that... You know, um, that while yes, his wife would continue to work professionally, you know, he was he was go okay with that. Thank God, right? But he that was not a problem. But he also assumed and took it for granted that she'd do most of the cooking and the housework as well. He figured she'd want to. Okay, women don't say anything out there. <laughs> Just hold it in, hold it in. So yes, okay. Now. He discovered she's a slob and really didn't do the housework and never did any cooking, you know, um, except for like if he would say, basically, can you cook tonight or whatever? Now, you're speaking, you're listening, I'm sorry, to a woman, me, who does not like to cook at all. I don't want to cook. I want, of course, I have a clean house. I mean, I couldn't be a slob, but no, I don't want to cook and I don't cook. So, but I make it very clear. People will know I do not cook. It's important for somebody to know. And well, of course, yes, I will cook once in a while, but there's not going to be a gourmet meal or even anything close to something gourmet seven days a week. It's not happening, right? So you can't assume, but he did assume this, right? And guess what? So when he approached his wife and she acknowledged, you're right. I don't do anything around the house. And she basically said that, you know what? If her schedule lightens up at work, she'll do more. <laughs> Guess what? That's honesty. That is 100% honesty. She never said, I am going to work, cook, and clean. He assumed this. He fell in love with somebody that he thought would, you know, uh, morph into what he wanted. Well, guess what? That's that's unrealistic. Your his expectations are unrealistic, right? So, you know, and, and guess what? She didn't want to change. She didn't want to say, "Yeah, I will cook and clean and work." Is that surprising? No, no. But for him, 
this was driving him insane. And it was brought him to the place of should I stay or should I go? And, and I'm not, you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of dramatic when I'm saying, talking about, you know, his expectations and, and I don't mean to be, it's just hard to hear that, but yet I love this guy, by the way, and I still do. And he's a great guy. And it's, you know, this was the way he was raised and in all of these things. But anyways, um, so I basically said, you know, um, you have to understand you've been, you've spent your whole life anticipating married, you know, being married to a wonderful homemaker. Okay. And that didn't happen. You actually married a, um, a career woman that doesn't want to do, be a homemaker. I'm not sure why you didn't see that before you got married because it's been said she didn't show you that. And, you know, and this goes back to the age old, when somebody shows you who they are, thank you, Maya Angelou, for this quote, believe them, believe them. When they show you who they are, believe them. If you are with somebody um, and you had an affair with them and you're with them now, don't be surprised if they cheat again. It doesn't always happen, but you can't be surprised. They've already shown that they can cheat. It's a possibility, right? If somebody um, drinks a lot or, you know, they're not going to just stop drinking when they get married. When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Okay. So anyways, so he, she showed him. So, you know, well, when his expectation is off and when he had this, and he has this attachment to this expectation, what happens? Well, he's living in hell. He's miserable, but she's not. It did. So, you know, I, can you let go of this expectation? Because she's, she's actually said, she's not changing. She's not going to just become the homemaker. So he thought about it. And, you know, he said, yeah, he's going to try it. And he said, and if this works, basically, it's the, the easiest thing that he will have ever have done. You know? Um, and so it worked. <laughs> It worked. And, you know, they, we came to an agreement and the agreement was, you know, a house cleaner and there would be certain nights that he would cook. They maybe order out. She cooked one night, you know, and we came to an agreement. And not a compromise. See, because a compromise for her would mean she has to give up something. Right. And in, in while they both it, it was an agreement, it was more of an agreement. She wasn't. She wasn't compromising that she, so much that she was became a homemaker, right? Her life still stayed the same, and so did his. They became to an agreement, but there was that's a perpetual problem. That's an example of a perpetual problem. A lot of emotion tied to, tied to this, much, much emotion. You know what was this making you know him feel sad, angry, resentful, hurt? This was making her feel angry, resentful sad and hurt her in her mind. She's like, Hey, I never said I was going to be a homemaker. I showed you that this is who I am. I've never, ever, ever portrayed that I am some sort of homemaker and I'm really getting angry and I'm really freaking resentful. And I'm also sad because you're, you know, like I, 
I don't want to get a divorce, but I'm not going to be that person. And it was really his problem. It was. Why? Because he put an act, he had an attachment to an expectation that he had no right to have. There was nothing in their in their dating book or you know in, in their marriage that said you should expect this. Nothing. So guess what? It worked. Okay, you know, and so can you let it go? And there are things, and by the way, more than not, just so you know, people can't just let it go. So know that, okay, which will lead us to the next question. But um, so you know, if, if you can really let go of the problem though, and you can stop paying attention to it and let it stop letting it, you know, bother you, there's a real chance this relationship is way too good to leave. Right? That's the thing. You know, in a relationship with a future, people can get let go of the problems they can't solve. And remember, this is not a total solvable problem. It's a perpetual problem, but it's solvable if he can let go of his expectations and they can realize that the marriage is based on, wasn't based on who she really is and was <laughs> and is going to be. It was based on, you know, on, um, you know, expectations that were, shouldn't have been expected. Right. So, so this is, can you let it go? And again, most of the time, people have tried to let it go and they failed, right? And then we're forced. Then I am forced, by the way. I am forced with you to confront the need for the other person to change, for the partner to change. You know, and so that will lead us into part four, which is, is you know, will, you know, it, it, it Will your partner at least acknowledge, I'm going to leave you with this. Will your partner at least acknowledge that there is a problem that exists? You know, let's, so that's, I'm going to leave you with that question. Have you and your partner acknowledged the same problem? Okay, you guys, this is so fun, isn't it? Oh, thanks for tuning in. I will be um, talking to you again here soon in a few days. Have a great evening, night morning, whatever time it is, wherever you are, stay peaceful in love and find your happiness and joy. Thanks. Bye.